Hello, listeners. Earlier in the week, in my weekly buzz, I alluded to the fact that we are going to introduce another playlist topic, another show channel. And I'm very excited to welcome Alan McLennan in the studio today. Alan, welcome here by us. Yeah, this is crazy for me. I've never done something like this before, so thanks for inviting me. It's a huge pleasure. Let me introduce you quickly. Listeners, Alan McLennan is a resident in Pennington, so we are very grateful to have someone from further south contributing to our regular programming from now on. He is a hobbyist birder, and um, we are introducing a birding segment as of next week. Alan, tell us a little bit about birding. How did you get involved in it? Well, um, I have to say it was... It was an accident, actually, <laughs> the way that initially I was in the Defence Force for many years um, before I joined Clover. I've been in Clover about 24 years. And um, the, one of the sergeant majors was really involved in birding, and he, we played golf together, and he tried to get me to go birding, go birding, go birding. And, and then one day I just get him off my back. I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go birding. And he took me to a place. I still remember it was down at Mshlonga Rocks, down at the where they do... Um, I don't even know the right word is called now. Uh, but anyway, sanitation area. And um, he started showing me birds and and uh, telling me what do you think that is and gave me the book. And, and I just led on from there, funny enough. And I started getting interesting. Like I said earlier when we were having a little chat, it was like, you know, it's like going to the beach looking for shells and then suddenly you're seeing a shell and you're like, I want to know more about that shell. And that's exactly what happened with me. And this was, what, 37 years ago, you oh said? Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> my son is now th- was born in 83, so it was around that year, yeah, 1983. So that's 37 years ago, yeah. So you're an amateur bird- birder. Oh, yes. But um, listeners, I think that's exactly what we want. We We don't want a scientific lecture, but we want someone who can chat with us on a regular basis about the birds that we see in our gardens and and further afield obviously but in a in a way that we can understand and that can open up this hobby to us and Alan I must say I've I've just realized what a huge fascination birds hold for people all over the world uh, what do you think it is that that draws people so quickly and deeply into birds well, I think um, at the end of the day, if I if I go anywhere and I, you see movement and you'll see birds, and if you've got an, um, a fascination for birds, then it starts piquing your interest. What were those birds? What are they? What's moving around there? I need to know. I need to find out. So I think at the end of the day, uh, once you start knowing where the birds are and where they're coming from and where they're migrating to and you start getting more involved with it, then you start noticing changes. Uh, certain birds coming in the area that shouldn't be there, why are they here? And so you've got this fascin- fascination of um, finding more about what that bird is. But I think for me, um, if I may just go on a bit here, because I might be digressing, um, if I go to the Kruger National Park, um, for me, you go and park there, and there's so much more to see because you start looking at the birds, making a bird list. What type of birds is that? Oh my goodness, look at that. Didn't see that last time. And while you're sitting there, and it happens to me so, so often. Every time I go Kruger, people say, Alan, you know, you, every time you go, you're so lucky. And I'm, it's not luck. It's, it's just being interested and being out there all the time because you get fascinated with something different. I love animals. Don't get me wrong. 
and uh, you're going to sit there and suddenly you start watching the birds and you know what an animal will come out <laughs> and suddenly you start seeing more than than you should uh, i could go on for hours uh, there's a lot of things that fascinate me about birds so i think if i listen to you it's it sounds to me like a wonderful hobby especially now we know people are stressed um and from what you describe it sounds to me like it's something that that can really calm you you can draw away you can go with like-minded people if you are a curious mind um and learn what it is to go into nature and sit sit still and learn patience and just allow things to unfold in front of you mm. um maybe maybe it's a it's a kind of hobby that more people should consider absolutely you know i think my peace most peaceful times i get is when i'm in the bush or in the grasslands uh, walking around looking for birds because you're doing something that you love and you just take in that nature and and most of the time uh, you are in an area where it's peaceful and it's quiet hopefully and uh, you can really enjoy that environment and it's it's like fishing i mean if you enjoy fishing uh, or angling um, sometimes i'll go fishing not to catch fish but just to be on the beach with a rod and a bait out there or even spooning for for something and, and you get that peace or peacefulness if I, if I might say it. And um, to really look for birds, the best way to do it really is to stay in one spot. Sit quietly in a certain area where you know, there's movement and you can just sit and relax. And, and I, nine times out of 10, you'll see the movements and start picking up birds. They, they sort of emerge Absolutely. into your field yeah. of vision. Now, what could listeners expect from our birding segment going forward? Oh, my goodness, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> it'll take me a little time to list them all, but um, we've got all different types of birds. We've got um, what some people might call LBJs, little brown jobs, but that we can look at a little, little bit later. There's garden variety birds. There's endemic birds. When I say endemic, those are the birds that are true just, just to s- South Africa uh, or Southern Africa. Uh, there's a few more when you're looking at Southern Africa. Uh, looking at migrants, uh, you're looking at um, uh, the birding itself. Uh, we'll discuss things like binoculars. I mean, you can go and look at a pair of binoculars. You have no idea what to buy, what's good mm. for birding. And we can discuss those type of things and, you know, bird lists. And, and uh, the, really, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of topics. And, you know, because we're an Internet-based radio station, Obviously, we do have listeners from all over the world, and part of our mission is to promote the Sapphire Coast as a tourism destination. So um, can listeners also expect to hear input from you about seasonal occurrences so that you can know that, or in this particular area, you can expect to see this at this time of year, if people, when travel opens again, obviously, um, that they can think and plan around a birding tourism in terms of you know when when they should come to this part of South Africa to enjoy certain species mm, yeah no no absolutely we can talk about the seasonable the different seasons and what you expect to find in certain areas and we'll talk about the different type of habitats you know grasslands um, Trockensburg you know mountainous and all the different type of regions and what you can find and I, I think what will be really, really great is if um, 
especially if people are coming from overseas and there's a certain type of variety or um, a bird that they are actually looking for, then we can guide them in the right tour or in the right direction to go and find that bird specifically. Because in certain areas, you'll only find them. I mean, you know, if we if if we look at the green tinker bird, for example, and the only place they found is in the Ngoya Forest near Mpangeni. So you'd go over there and, and, and look for that bird specifically. That's, and yeah, that would be fun. such a rare find for Absolutely. someone yeah. who's been waiting for that moment. Yeah. Fantastic. Sure. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, especially for people that want to go and look for this bird, that, you know, it's now commonly known as green barbet, they can actually go to Ngoya Forest and actually find it. Alan, thank you very much for popping in. It was great for us to get an opportunity to introduce you to our listeners, and we're looking forward to your bi-weekly birding segment that is going to play out here on Chat Sapphire. And um, we're already inviting listeners to either send in questions about things that they are curious about, or if they have photographs of birds that they wish to identify, that we start a dialogue as soon as possible. And Alan is very keen to receive your questions and your comments so that um, his own database of bird spotting incidents you know, can grow in that way. So thank you for joining us and we'll hear from you soon. No, great. Thanks very much for, for having me. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to it because I absolutely love birding. I love birds. I love the things that bring around birds because you start looking into birds and then suddenly you're looking at the trees and then you're looking at the, the insects and then you're starting looking at the butterflies. It invites you to so many new experiences and I really want people to see that when they go somewhere. Don't just sort of look at the tree, look at the birds. You'll see the movement. As soon as you stop, you'll see and then know what they are. But I'm really keen. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Thank you, Alan.